Hi guys, welcome to Hauntedology. My name is Megan. I'm your host and along with my mom, who is your co-host, we tell you stories every week that are of hauntings or paranormal activity in different cities or a city in America and eventually the rest of the world. It is our belief that every city has a story to tell and it's our job to tell it. So we thank you guys for listening and We can't wait to dive into this week's episode, so let's go. In 1836, this beautiful home was built by a plantation owner. It was located on the corner of Dauphine Street and Orleans Avenue, and it was one of the best-looking residences in the city. It wasn't long before a Turkish man claiming to be a sultan came along, and some people say that he rented this plantation. Other accounts state that he actually asked to purchase the home from the plantation owner. Regardless, the Sultan moved in, placing extra locks on the doors and windows for increased security. Since nobody knew the foreigner's name or his background, the locals gossiped, speculated amongst each other, and it was whispered that the man was probably from somewhere in the Ottoman Empire and was either himself a Turkish Sultan or the brother to the Sultan. They started referring to the mansion as the Sultan's Palace. The Sultan had a large entourage and seemed to have an endless supply of money to support everyone. He moved his servants, harem, and eunuchs into the mansion. He decorated his surroundings with luxurious furniture and opulent rugs. Although this stranger was not exactly laying low, he seemed to be paranoid about some impending danger because he added bars to the windows and hired guards to regularly patrol the house. That was to keep the um, carpets from flying out. Okay, Aladdin. Over the course of the next few months, 716 Dauphine was a hub of activity. Each night, the neighbors heard the tinkling of music, carry on the breeze, they heard the giggling of women and the deep masculine chuckle of men, and they also heard the distinct sound of pleasure. The scent of opium wafting through the open windows was never far behind. That explains the pleasure. And the New Orleans? Oh, well, they were rather put out that the invitations to the Sultan's lavish parties were never forthcoming. No matter, they still must have thought as they passed by the home for the umpteenth time every night as darkness fell over the French Quarter. The locals were never allowed inside the Sultan's palace, as it became nicknamed. Goods were placed on the doorstep if any were delivered, and payment in the form of gold put in its place the very next morning. All's well that ends well until it doesn't. It would be difficult to tell how much of this was speculation, how much was actual fact, were it not for a gruesome discovery made one morning. The shocking discovery came the night after the entire French Quarter was said to have been buckled down, dimming their candles and closing their shutters. The wind whistled down the street, the lightning cracked overhead, and for the Sultan, though, nothing was out of the ordinary. That night, the Sultan had another one of his many parties at his home, Partygoers at the palace seemed to carry on as if there were no fear. The following morning, a local man was passing through the French Quarter and he noticed a trail of blood coming from the Sultan's palace. He notified the police of his discovery, only for the police themselves to discover what appeared to be a horrifying sight. The revelers of the Sultan's palace were all dead. Oh wow, all of them? All of them. Hey. When the police arrived on the scene, the blood ran thicker and deeper. They looked at one another, all secretly nervous beneath their boisterous conversation. One officer pushed open the door, and the collective intake of breath echoed loudly in the otherwise silent house. 
Corpses littered the ground. Some had been filleted, while <laughs> others were missing limbs as if a savage beast had just sought devilish revenge. The metallic scent of exposed blood lingered in the air. One officer turned and vomited, yeah. and another did too. I can believe it. The sight, the smell. Oh, Lord. They whispered, who had done such a thing? But the farther in, through the house they went, the only sight to greet them were the dilapidated dead. In the courtyard, they found the worst crime of all. The soil was wet and muddy from the heavy rain the night before, and sticking out of the ground was a single hand. Ew. Fingers spread wide as if clawing for help. Oh, my gosh. The sultan himself had been buried alive. Well, he wasn't guilty. I mean, apparently he didn't do the murdering. It is still unknown to this day who committed this horrible crime. At the time, the police decided that the pirates in the area were responsible for the carnage. But this scene didn't seem to fit such an explanation. It was later discovered that Prince Suleiman was not a sultan at all, but rather the brother of one. It was suspected that Suleiman would have been executed in his country, so he was hiding here in ours. It was also believed that Suleiman had stolen treasure from his brother. There was more than enough motive to conclude that the Sultan's henchmen tracked Suleiman down and executed him along with the rest of his household. That does stand to reason. But why wouldn't he be a Sultan if his brother was like a junior Sultan or a Sultan line? You know, one person's got to die for you to be the actual Sultan. I'm not sure. Maybe he did something, his lifestyle, I don't know. Maybe it was something they didn't approve of and they kind of took away his rights. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why. Okay. I don't know much about Sultan. Yeah, me neither. Now, while this is a fascinating story, the tale you just heard is merely one version of many that are told about the Gardet Le Prit House, a.k.a. the Sultan's Palace. While the key parts always remain the same, one thing is always lacking, historical evidence. There are no newspaper accounts that our researchers can find that lends credence that lends credence to the tale. In fact, the only mentions of sultans in New Orleans newspapers are about those still living in the Middle East. While the home has undergone renovations and changes in ownership over the course of many decades, it has long been a place where hauntings have been a regular occurrence. Past occupants of the house have reported seeing sightings of a man dressed in Middle Eastern garments appearing on the walls of the home only to disappear moments later. There have also been reports of phantom noises like screaming and shrieking. On some occasion, the sounds of body parts hitting the floor may have also been heard. Yeah, I can't imagine why. <laughs> Local residents passing through the home had also reported hearing chimes going off and smelling different incense that might have been burning while there were no lights on inside. Even the sighting of a man with dark to light colored hair was seen peering out of the windows looking towards the French Quarter only to disappear some time later. Some say that it was perhaps the apparition of the man who was only known as Suleiman. Nearly 200 years later, Nina Naveen's began doing research on the palace. Now, Naveen's owns the palace, which is now broken up into six different apartments. The new owner doesn't believe the story of the Sultan's Palace, and it's said that she once told a newscaster the only strange, unexplainable phenomenon she ever experienced at 716 Dauphine, where the sometimes personal belongings tended to go missing. Keys, it seems, were a particular favorite for the spirits of the apartment building. According to historians and paranormal enthusiasts like a man named James Caskey, 
There seem to be two main ghosts which haunt the Sultan's palace, and it's unlikely that either one are a result of the 19th century murder. The first ghost is that of a Confederate soldier who is still haunting the house in his military uniform. The second is the spirit of a woman who probably lived in the house at some point in time. What remains incredibly interesting is the ghost of the Confederate soldier. No Civil War battles were fought in the local area of New Orleans. It may seem strange then that the so-called Sultan's Palace is haunted by one. The truth, though, may surprise you. Residents of 716 Dauphine have experienced all sorts of paranormal activity at this location, including one man who moved into the first floor and half-raised basement not so long ago. While going down the stairs to do laundry, he saw a dog shoved bodily down the flight of stairs by some unseen force. The same dog, it should be noted, refuses to enter the living room unless brought inside by his owner. Animals have been known to have a sixth sense in sniffing out ghosts and spirits, and it seems that this dog certainly knows something's not quite right about this house. And they do. I've been told of animals that do that. My animal will not go in this room of the house or that room of the house. The Sultan's Palace may have been the site of one of the most gruesome murders in the history of New Orleans, and it might be a chilling revelation for the residents of the condos that now occupy the house. Whether the hauntings still occur to this day are still anyone's guess, but don't be surprised if you even so much as pass through the old Sultan's Palace and hear some phantom noises in the process. True or not, I still think it's one heck of a story. I think it's a really cool story. I mean, because it's fascinating that, I mean, obviously there's proof that everybody there died. So something happened. But yeah, there's no newspaper proof. There's no hardcore proof. Why wouldn't there be a police report or something? Because the police went. I don't know. There's there's nothing. Oh, interesting. I mean, I don't I don't really know how well they kept reports back in like the right. 1700s. I don't know. That's definitely interesting, and that seems to be the thing with all of New Orleans stories uh-huh. is they didn't keep very good records, and well, things Lord can always them. be, like, they can always fall back on something like that as to validate why yeah. there is no substantial proof, so anything could really be true in New Orleans. True, and New Orleans has been plagued by storms and hurricanes and you know, things that would do away with their artifacts if they were not like modern properly that's very true that's yeah. a good point yeah because you don't know i don't know what other hurricanes and stuff like that's hit there a lot and i mean like the place is un- below sea level so it's had a lot of floodings and different stuff like that so yeah i can definitely see when everything was kept on paper losing things yeah that's- it would be hard enough now where everything's kept on computers to, to not lose something. Yeah, not to keep something from frying. Yeah. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And honestly, maybe that is why they don't have records mm-hmm. to Good prove these things. Could be. Because and it adds to the mystery. True. Because, like, Savannah, while there is some documentation for most of their stuff, they didn't experience a lot of the hardships that New Orleans did. Yeah. No, they had the plagues and things like that. They had the yellow fever epidemics, but they didn't have the hurricanes. They didn't have the great... They had one fire. Yeah. But they didn't have all of these great fires. They didn't have all of these yeah. traumatic natural disasters that could destroy all of their records. Right. Very true. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I do all of the writing and compiling of all the different stories myself. And it means a lot that you guys will sit here and listen to what I have to say. If you would like to reach out to me on social media, you can go to Instagram and go to at Megan Noel Podcasts. So M-E-G-A-N. N-O-E-L podcasts or my personal Instagram at the Megan Noel. Thank you guys so much for listening and I really appreciate it. If you guys could give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show, that would be amazing and we would be forever grateful. Thank you guys and I cannot wait to tell you the next story.